Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride along with the Bikes on Bikes. This is Drive By. Mike's on Mike's. This is a drive-by wrestling podcast. Kicking it a little old school today. Uh, if you don't know what that means, DM Mike. Uh, Mike S. He'll tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, slide my DMs, baby. I'll let you know what it means. Uh, old school. It means the sound quality may be a little off, but guess what? The fact that we're even getting this done uh, in this week, you know, because 2020. It's pretty amazing, but we've got a lot of support from the PWE uh, side of things, and I certainly was afraid of letting this one slide. Uh, Mike's got some stuff going on. I had some unexpected stuff come up, so it is what it is, right? I mean, look, we could have not done this this week, but um, shout out to PWE. Rusty, fuck you, Joe, uh, Tina. Um, <laughs> it would it would be foolish of us not to do an episode this week with the little bit of extra momentum that those guys have given us. Um, yes, which we greatly appreciate. Yeah. So if this is your first time listening, uh, you got here from PWE or wherever. Um, Please excuse the quality. It's usually better. The reason this is called the Drive-By Podcast is because we used to record when Mike drove to work. Right. And uh, we don't have to do that anymore. But today, right. today, if we wanted to do an episode, we did have to do it right. like this. So, um... I will clean it up the best I can. I'm not going to sit here and tell you our podcast doesn't fucking suck. But... Uh, it usually doesn't fucking suck this much, okay? Well, what didn't suck was all the people that participated in the payback pickums. Murdered uh, that transition. Murdered it. Best transition guy in the fucking business. I try, I try. So let's get to that real quick, because again, we may have some new listeners trying to get that uh, prize, which is a shout-out on this C-grade uh, podcast. So, uh... Tying with 42 out of 46 points, very good scores. Uh, Ryan Goh and Devontae Jones, both from uh, PWE, as mentioned earlier. So congratulations to both you. You won the pickums. You win nothing other than the shout-out. And let's play again, guys. You win nothing but a shout-out on a podcast you probably don't listen to. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Uh, speaking of podcasts that we used to listen to but don't listen to anymore, it seems that our friends have resurrected from the dead, Mike. New Age Insiders released an episode on uh, YouTube, and I don't know if it's going to go back to the regular downloadable podcast form. I hope it does. Uh, I haven't had a chance to check out the whole episode, but just having them back and having Jason uh, back on Twitter and full swing makes wrestling better 
you know, I realized that I relied a lot on these guys and their viewpoint. It's kind of what, it's kind of what my view, like, I align a lot with the way they think. I think you did too. Yes, dude. Just watching, just watching the new episode today on my lunch break, I was like, oh my god, yes. I forgot I, that there's other I people actually, that get it. Yes, yes, and I actually think that them being gone helped lead more to your disdain than not obviously everything, but literally just having someone explain things that I already think and some things that I wasn't picking up on. But, you know, like I said, think the same way I do really helped me be like, man, like, the community is toxic. And having voices of reason, as I used to call us, really, really helps make it just a little bit better. Um, just even watching it was like, I, like, their show was always good for me to, like, check myself, where it was like, man, start focusing on the positives. And I had right. a, a moment like that again today, so I'm going to try to focus more on the positives and less yep. on the negatives. Because as, I, as they said, as we've said, as I've said, like, you know what? No form of entertainment is perfect, but pro wrestling is fun, and still, even when it's bad, better than most things out there. So, I'm just going to enjoy it, man. Like, yeah, are we going to be critical about some things? We might talk about some of them coming up. Of course we are. But that doesn't mean that you... be. There's a difference between being critical and hating. You know, a guy like JD from New York, he just spews hate. And it's ridiculous. The guy literally you know? may actually just hate wrestling. He does. He, he completely does. And it's a stick, but I think I think it started as a shtick, and now it's just his viewpoint, and he has to hate everything. And, and we're gonna get into uh, uh, you know something that was maybe a little controversial, I, but you know even I was a little bit like meh, but I've had a few days to marinate on it, and I've even changed my viewpoint. So let's do this real quick. Payback, Mike. What'd you think, man? I thought it was a damn good show. Um, yeah, I thought Payback was solid, man. I really a, did. A week, a week after SummerSlam. Uh, which, I mean, it was, I, it was I, hella unnecessary. Yeah, totally. But However, for an unnecessary show, it was pretty good, man. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's damn hard, I think, for them to write big shows like that. You know, Raw and SmackDown, they're every week. They don't have to be epic. You want them to be good. You want them to be entertaining. But, you know, I think the pay-per-views, they tend to try to make them feel more important, which makes sense. And they had two back-to-back, essentially. I mean, they were, Sunday to Sunday. And both of them felt big. Both of them felt important. Uh, you know, I even going into payback, I'm like, I won't, I mean, the card looks good, but I don't know, but they made it feel important throughout the show. Good stuff happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, Roman can't win for losing with the fans, can he? 
Well, Mike, I mean, he basically had a money in the bank contract without having a money in the bank contract. <laughs> oh, you saw those comments too. That was the most laughable one to me. It also like is right, um, but like that was what stood out to me about that comment in particular. Those type of comments, like, like they're right, but also it's wrestling. Um, and yeah, and it is wrestling, and he's a fucking heel yeah i'm curious when when this old like you know roman being in the match and him not signing a contract he said if you recall if everything that we talked about is added into that contract then i'm gonna sign it so i half wonder if he put a stipulation in there that was like you know that bray and braun can't re-challenge him for the title or something like that which i think would actually be smart storyline wise because then we can move away from both of them, both of them, and move into the Roman Reigns era, and that essentially doesn't hurt either of them. Certainly doesn't hurt Bray because he took a nut shot and didn't even take the cover. Uh, I think there's way more to the Braun Bray story coming, especially with the Bliss uh, angle of it, which I'm intrigued by that side of it. Her being a. a it appears uh, infatuated with the fiend. I like this, Mike. It's it's interesting. It gives a new wrinkle to her character. Uh, it's something new for the fiend and Funhouse Bray and everything else that they can play on. And to be fair, two of the best I'm going to use air quotes, even though we're on a podcast, actors on the WWE roster are Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, I would. They're both very good at so, it. So, I'm just imagining their interactions, say, in the Funhouse, if we get to that. If we get to that, I think it would be fantastic. So, I'm curious to see where this goes. Uh, I've said it numerous times. The Fiend doesn't need to be a champion. I don't mind him being a champion. He just doesn't need it. So, I feel like they... They got it off of him onto Braun to further this Roman story to keep it going and to keep the Braun and Bray story maybe moving a little bit. Um, we have on SmackDown, which will air before this show posts, but yeah, we're recording before that show airs, uh, a fatal four, I think it was a fatal four, it's four-way nonetheless, uh, Sheamus, King Corbin, Matt Riddle, and Big E for the number one contender spot, man. That is fascinating. Say those names one more time for the audience. Sheamus, King Corbin, Big E, Matt Riddle. Um, aside from Sheamus, don't complain about wanting new things. Right? And then dare com- right. and then dare complain about this fucking match. If Sheamus wins, throw a fit because I'm going to. Um, which... I don't even know if I would throw a fit over that because you gotta you gotta realize this, Mike. Honestly, Sheamus whoever wins is not beating Roman. Sheamus would be a great guy to feed to Roman, but right. He, so he if would Sheamus be does he, win. he would be a horrible guy to have beat all three of these other guys. Yes, unless he beats Corbin and does it in a heelish fashion. Super okay with him pinning Corbin. And also leaves, you know, opportunity for the other three to have a case. 
it's not Sheamus winning, who actually is kind of my second pick here, just from wrestling logic, uh, doesn't sound that bad to me. Uh, because, like I said, Roman ain't losing his title anytime soon. Uh, he Did so, he even really get to wrap things up with Corbin? Sheamus? No, Roman. Roman? Uh, they never even really got really. to wrap that up, did they? Not really, so, yeah. So you're looking at, like... Say Sheamus wins this, right? Or Corbin, even. Mm-hmm. Between Sheamus and Corbin, you got... You got enough to get you to the Rumble, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think that it's going to be Big E or Riddle. Because no. I think... Big E's winning the fucking Rumble. Yeah. I, I think if you're going to push Big E, as word is they really want to do, I think it's a Rumble win, man. I really do. Like, uh, like, I, like right now, like, right now, Big E, Rumble. Yeah, Big E, Rumble, and then maybe Big E, Roman, or, you know, we might have a draft coming up, is what I'm hearing. You know, maybe Roman and uh, Drew switch places, or whoever's the WWE champ, which I have a feeling might be working soon. Uh, I don't know, man, it's just, it's curious, but I, I just know Roman's not dropping that title anytime soon. And I like that they're putting four guys who essentially, even Sheamus, man, you know, Riddle's brand new to the main roster. Big E's never had a, at least in recent time, had a WWE or Universal title shot. Uh, And Corbin and, and like I said, even Sheamus. Sheamus hasn't been in that title picture for a long time. So, you know what? Let's see what happens. I think SmackDown's roster still seems thin to me, but to have these four guys in that spot, I'm all about it, man. Let's do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, these are, these are, like, look. Um, it's a little early for Matt Riddle in his main roster career. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, uh, there's always a guy like this in one of these, you know. It's just saying we got an eye on this guy for the future. Um, yep. Uh, Big E, I just rumble. Um, these are just four great guys for this. Four great guys for this. Um, they're all fresh. Granted, like you said, Sheamus has won the title a few times, but he, it's been a while. Man, he's been a tag team wrestler for fuck since since the last time he had the title. Um, yeah. So you know, I think, and I don't think. Also, I'd like to say about Sheamus, and I don't think he gets enough props for this. Uh, shout out to this dude for every time he comes back, coming back with a new look. Yep. New look, uh, different physical attributes. Uh, he looks like he's in the best shape he's ever been in his career. Like, he doesn't ever get enough credit for that. Every time he comes back, it's with new ring gear, new haircut, new fucking style of dress. Like, this new... Looking like hooligan thing. Yeah, looking like a goddamn hooligan from the 1940s or something. Um, it's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's how I'd like to dress in the winter. Uh, I just wear too much black for all that <laughs> shit. Um, so it was... Yeah, man. Fuck it, I'm all for these four guys. I like, you know, I'm not a huge Seamus fan. 
I'm also not even really like a huge Corbin fan, but they're super effective as heels. And um, yes, exactly. If you need someone to be a credible threat to Roman, even though like let's be real, neither of them are really credible threats to Roman. Let's be real. No one's really a credible threat to Roman outside Bray Wyatt and maybe Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, maybe Braun even. Braun. I'll give you Braun. Um, you know, there's like a couple handful of other guys maybe. But, um, like no one's, like, like, yeah, these are two great guys to be fucking credible threats to feed him over the next few months. Yep, yep, I couldn't agree more. Uh, one other credible guy, man, this transition, Mike, I'm, I'm on my game this morning. That could be a threat to Roman, but maybe not for the foreseeable future. Uh, Brock Lesnar is a free agent and everyone thinks he's going to AEW. How do you feel about that thought, Mike? Bruh, he's (laughs) clearly going to AEW, man. (laughs) Right? Like, I mean... Everyone that leaves WWE goes to AEW. Like, he's clearly going to AEW, right? So, I mean, right on. Good for him. I don't, uh, I don't know. The cons will probably have to match him, uh, some money. But, yeah, dude, he's going to be AEW world champion, uh, certainly by... What would you say, February 2021, he's going to be their world champion? And yeah, then, absolutely. And then uh, he's going to, you know, once every three months, show up on AEW television and defend the belt. And AEW fans are going to call it the greatest title run in the history of the sport. And every other wrestling fan's going to be like, but when this happened on Raw, you quit watching the sh- What's happening here? My head hurts. Yep. Yeah. Or, 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 he's quarantined himself in his house in Saskatchewan, like he's been pretty fucking open about, uh, during this whole COVID thing, and, um, why the fuck are they gonna keep paying this dude to just be in quarantine at home, and when he decides to, like, maybe he needs some money, he'll fucking call. Yep, that's the answer right there. Listen, I don't even know if I want to go so far as a report that, like, well, clearly he's going to use AEW for negotiation leverage. Look, Brock doesn't need negotiation leverage at this point in his career, okay? Do you think, like, that, like, his wife, Sable, was, like, scrolling her Facebook uh, the other morning after he just got done getting a fresh kill out in the woods with his hands? with With his bare hands, and he said, hey, honey. There's reports that you're in talks with AEW, and he looked up and said, What the fuck's an AEW? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't... Ew. AEW, huh? Ew. I bet that's <laughs> how he only thinks about way, The only way I would want Brock to go to AEW is if he immediately walks in, shithouses John Moxley, takes the title, and never comes back. <laughs> Just walks away forever. <laughs> Greatest champion in the history of the Just sport. Just because it would be it would be hilarious. Um, Mike, let's do this. We're on a little bit of a time crunch as well today. Let's take a quick, quick break. It's going to be the same length as usual. And when we come back, we're just going to touch on a couple things from Wednesday and Tuesday. And possibly this upcoming weekend. Hang tight. We'll be right back. 
All right, Lord Ketchum, what's your favorite line from a Star Wars movie? Man, why, why you got to put me on the spot like that, man? No, time? come on. Tell me a line from your favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. Quick, quick. Who's it doesn't boss? matter Who's what your boss? favorite line from a Star Wars movie is. It is. It does. It isn't. Guys, pull over. Well, hey there. We were so busy arguing that we almost passed right by you. Hey, you like movies, don't you? <laughs> no, wait, wait. You love movies, right? Why don't you join me? The Lord catch him. And me, Dave King of the Road. And me, the Mayor Matt Lawson, every other Tuesday. <laughs> typically every other Tuesday. Yeah, okay, so join us typically every other Tuesday on Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't, the No Frills Movie Review Podcast. We bring our own unique and in-depth analysis of your and our favorite movies from yesteryear. We may argue. We will f***ing cuss. We absolutely will spoil key scene reveals and plot points. Because we only review movies that are 15 years or older. Typically, we review movies that are 15 years or older. Yeah, typically. Hey, who's making the rules anyway? We better get a move on, fellas. I'm sure there's other hitchhikers that are wandering along the highway waiting for us. You're right. You can catch Nostalgia Highway typically every other Tuesday. On Apple and Google Podcasts. As well as Spotify, Breaker, and where all the other popular podcasts are. But you can also find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast, and our Twitter handle is at HighwayNHP. We'll pick you up next time out on the highway. Excuse my little interruption of the main program here, but um, I like to make dramatic entrances sometimes. So this is Daniel, host of the WID Pot Show, and I almost took my last ride. They wanted me gone, but I'm still here. Who are they? <laughs> That's something I can't disclose. But we talk about conspiracies like that on my show. Now, if you're interested in UFOs, government cover-ups, cryptozoology, magic, all the things that go bump in the night, listen live on YouTube at around noon for your midday mindfuck. Or you can find the show on the podcast apps on all of them. It's WID question mark podcast. You also can call my Skype line like Mike did. The brave one and talk to well-known guests or share your own paranormal story but be aware sometimes it gets dark 
and disturbing. So are you ready to take this ride? I'll be waiting for you on the other side. Now back to the two mics on mics and the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. Best show about professional sports entertainment. competition you do better yeah um and i actually think you know if here's the thing i hate if nxt moves you're gonna hear the hardcore AEW fanboy marks talk about how they beat wwe okay uh you know whatever um i think it would be best for the wrestling business if they were on a different night I really do. I do too. Because it's gonna let it's gonna let both of those brands grow, where right now it's kind of stifling and you know sh- keeping both of them from growing. So we will see. Uh, on a note, I think AEW did like nine hundred thousand unopposed or nine twenty something like that. I forget what NXT did, but it was a good number. It was over eight hundred thousand. And NXT also ran a replay on the Sci Fi Network Wednesday night. It got a hundred some thousand. It actually put the total numbers for NXT, that episode of NXT over a million for live views. Holy fuck! Uh, yeah. So even a replay with the uh, you know the news and everything being out there, they still gathered enough to push them over a million. So yeah, good on them. Now let's get into that NXT main event, Mike. Sixty-minute Iron Man match. Gargano, Tomasa Ciampa, who is the Psycho Killer again. I love uh, Finn it. Finn Balor. I love Finn, it. Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Uh, 
Controversial ending, man. A fantastic 60-minute match. Uh, ended with a draw between two pins apiece between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. William Regal comes to the ring and makes the announcement that we're just going to push this the next week. The show, I believe, will open with a, uh, uh, what's it called? Help me out here. Sudden death. Uh, sudden death match. First pinfall wins. Between Adam Cole sudden, and Finn Balor. Su- Mike? Sudden death match. First pinfall wins. So you mean so, a match. It's a match. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. When it happened, I was like, well, fuck, man. And then I saw the outrage on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, I understand why people are mad. And then I thought about it. And then I saw brilliant minds like the New Age Insiders talk about it. I'm like, you know what? This makes the most sense. They moved this show to Tuesday, two weeks in a row. It's not a normal night. You've got to do things to make sure people know and to make sure people want to come on a Tuesday night. So you gave them an incredible 60-minute match. How dare they, right? And then you gave them a reason to come back next Tuesday to see the conclusion of said incredible 60-minute match. It's called episodic television, folks. It's called a hook. It's called getting your viewers to watch week after week. It's what WWE used to be fantastic at. And something that, I'll be honest, even the most hardcore of hardcore fans will say, they struggle with from time to time lately. I think they've been getting better, and while one would argue this is the chief way to do it, I would say, nah, man. You know, I've really cooled down on not liking this, and I've actually come to the other side. We're going to get another match, possibly the last one in NXT, between Finn Balor and Adam Cole for the NXT title, okay? And, to be fair, we're probably going to get Finn Balor as the NXT champion. How can we not like this? Okay, I'm going to tell you how. (laughs) I know you will try. Okay, so in a vacuum, I love everything about this, right? I'm not going to complain to you about getting a fucking Finn Balor Adam Cole match. Um, In a vacuum, I love this. I get it. It's a way to get you to come back and watch next week. I totally understand. It's how wrestling was built. Um, in a vacuum. In the reality of WWE and my personal feelings on The way the company chooses to book and, I don't know even what the word I'm looking for outside of book is, like, it's like, I'm not talking about just the booking, I'm talking about the overall writing, everything is anticlimactic. I get what you're saying. And... And that's just for me personally. I get it. I know that you feel differently, right? And I'm not saying that I'm right or you're wrong. I'm just explaining to you how someone could dislike this. Um, 
the the anticlimactic endings and finishes and storylines is taking a heavy toll on me. So, wow, again, in a vacuum, I love everything about this. And I will never complain about getting a Finn Balor-Adam Cole match. Not ever, never, certainly not, for a title. I will complain that I'm tired of being consistently let down. I, and I, I understand, and I was kind of there with you, but... Other than there not being an outcome, were you really let down? Not at all. Because you you got a fantastic match, right? And I'm going to read this again from the Back from the Dead, New Age Insiders. The goal, uh, well, someone had wrote, the purpose of this match was to crown one champion. And Jason wrote, the goal of Infinity War was to kill Thanos. But they didn't. We even spent three hours watching them try. And you're complaining about getting Endgame. Mm, I mean... It's not a valid comparison. It is a valid comparison. It's, because... It's not because though, it's not because I wasn't let down by the ten fucking movies building up to it. Right, but were you let down by Adam's Cole's championship run? No. Okay, were you let down... By, it's not, uh, it's not, you're going to name off things. I wasn't let down by certain aspects, right? There's certain aspects right. of each show that I enjoy. But on the whole, WWE lets me down. They, I get what you're saying. They promise me just... things that get me excited, and then they don't fucking deliver on them. All right? I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this and leave it here, Okay. Uh, because I was a little irritated, but like I said, I flipped. And I'm not going to say that I love it, but I love the fact that I'm getting Finn Balor Adam Cole one-on-one one more time. Okay? Right. I'm not and even... I'm going to say this. I'm not even disappointed. I also... I also like the fact that pro wrestling, a predetermined sport, that we can all complain like, well, yeah, they scheduled a 60-minute Iron Man match for the last uh, 65 minutes of the show. Why would they do that? Well... They did it, and then they didn't give you an answer. So it actually, in a sense, we're out of time. This match isn't over. We got to do something next week. It actually makes sense. Uh, and I understand your side. I totally understand your side, Mike. I have just flipped the other way, and I understand the business side of it. Let's give them another reason to see a conclusion to a huge match and crown an NXT champion. And yeah, you can say, well, it's false advertisement. That's fair. Whatever. It's but. And not really. You got the match. You just didn't get just didn't get the clear winner. Like, look, like if no one was gonna win this match, this is probably the best possible outcome. A hundred percent. I just, I just, I get it. I get it, man. I get everything you're saying. It's just I can't help but like consistently feel let down with this company. No, I get. And, I, and I, it's I, like, I, I and it's like, had I had I not been like so let down by this company over the past three to six months it wouldn't affect you this much. I, would, I, I wouldn't even give it a fuck the match would have ended and i'd have been like wow brilliant way to get me to come back next week i cannot wait for this but i have a overall feeling of like oh well another dusty finish 
Yep, here let, we let are. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you going to watch Adam Cole Finn Balor? Well, you fucking know I am. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite took place. Mike, in my current situation, I didn't even get a minute to take check it out. Did you get to watch it before uh, we handed it to this recording? Well, it is my part of the fucking show, so yes, I did. <laughs> Um, highlight. And I, highlight. I saw a lot of, this was not a very good episode online. That's I'm going to give you the highlights, man. Um, okay. the highlight, right. the highlights, hi- the highlights. All right, guys. So next week I'll be covering AEW Dynamite <laughs> again. <laughs> well, now I'm glad I didn't try to squeeze it in. Um, so it was a go home show for, uh, what is this? All out. This All out. is, uh, Honest to God, Mike, one of the worst fucking go-home shows for a pay-per-view I've ever seen in my fucking life. That like, is a strong statement, like, because as much of a supporter of WWE I, I, that I am, as much of a supporter of WWE I am, that's a strong statement, because they've put on some craptastic go-home shows. This so. was, uh, as Joe would say... Oh, yeah, this is fucking rubbish, mate. Um, uh, Joe doesn't talk like that. I tell you, Mike, the match was rubbish, mate. Um, that's better. Yeah, that's too borderline. Uh, oh, I tell you, the match was rubbish. It was, it was. And then I gotta hear Charlie chirping in the background. Oi, Mike, it was rubbish. <laughs> oh, I agree. Don't I look fucking gorgeous in Joe's Eddie Guerrero shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, you fucking do. Um, <laughs> she doesn't even say like that either. She's like, oh, hello, Mike. Um, she's like, she's like, sounds like Mary Poppins. She sounds so, like, nice. Her voice sounds exactly, like, no disrespect, Joe, but her voice sounds exactly as smoking hot as she is. Um. Should we? Should I don't we even get, think that's uh, disrespect. Is that disrespect? I wouldn't think so. Should we get Joe's? Uh, should we ask Joe's permission to have her record us some bumpers or something? Oh my god, that would be brilliant. <laughs> Joe, you heard it here first. Um, we don't want you, Joe. We just want Charlie to do it. Um, <laughs> no, actually, you have a delightful voice too, Joe. Fuck you, but you have a delightful voice. I wouldn't mind either of you like doing a little couples bumper for us. I had a little couples bumper. <laughs> Tell you what. It's a little slide into it. That's a dream threesome right there, guys. Um So anyway, now that I've been super weird about Joe and his girlfriend. Um We uh Yeah, this was a terrible show. Isn't that where we were going with this? That's where we were going. Yeah. Well, we don't have to get into details, but All Out is this weekend, and I heard a lot of, this didn't do anything to make me want to order a pay-per-view. Um, I had a lot of, I saw a lot of talk about just lackluster finishes on this go-home show, uh, not really... Not really building stories to where it feels like you have to watch the show on Saturday. Mike, I know you're planning on watching the show on Saturday. What are you most excited about? What do you feel like has the best, I guess, momentum going into All Out? 
Well, um, I'll tell you the first thing that has me interested is um, I'm very curious what is going to happen with the Kenny Omega um, Hangman Page title defense against FTR. Um, oh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose, but... Uh, the AEW website has started calling Kenny Omega the cleaner. I did hear that. So, I'm very excited that in 48 hours, the cleaner could be back. Uh, that... I mean, it's been... It's about time they do something with that dude, right? Yes, it is about time. I'm excited that Adam Page is going to continue this storyline that they've been doing with him, which has been fucking great. It's been building his character and making him super popular and over. Um, I'm curious to see if he joins up with FTR. Uh, I'm curious to see... I think at this point, Adam Page is probably out of the picture for the FTR Four Horsemen revival. I'm guessing it's going to be a returning Cody... Um, the greatest professional wrestler on the face of the planet, Sean Spears, and FTR. <laughs> uh, no sarcasm there, guys. If this is your first time listening to this show, we are fucking Sean Spears marks here. Hell yeah. We like Work honest to God. 20% of the time and get married to Peyton Royce. What a man. Not even talking shit. You are constantly involved in cool stuff on the show. Um... You got great tattoos. Um, again, I don't know if I go that far. Peyton Royce. Um, again, Peyton Royce. Uh, so you know, yeah, we love Sean Spears, and I find the dude entertaining when he makes it on TV. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what happens with all that. Um, the match card itself. Honest to God, I don't care about Brick. Well, Britt Baker versus Big Swole. I Britt's my favorite, so like I do. Like in ring, I'm not too concerned, but it'll probably. And be it's a on a pre-show, match. so hey, we yeah. can all watch it for free. Um, Young Bucks, Jurassic Good Express. Job. Don't care. Good job, guys. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Go watch that because Sammy's my dude. Uh, Dark Order versus Cardona, Scorpio Sky, Natural Nightmares. Don't care about. 21-man Casino Battle Royale for the AEW Championship opportunity. I take Gander at that. Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in the Mimosa Mayhem match. Fuck yeah. Um, AEW. What a WWE match. Right. So WWE. AEW turning, huh? That's a long goddamn turn, man. Um, a little, little, uh, uh, how the donuts get made there, guys. Uh, AEW's women's champion, Hikaru Shida, defending against Thunder Rosa. I will give you this. According to Bleacher Report, the women's match that Thunder Rosa was in on Dynamite this week was the only match worth watching. Um, AEW Tag Team Championship, already gone over that. Uh, and then the World Championship, man. I'm a huge MJF fan, so obviously I'm curious to see how this goes. Yeah, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say MJF loses, Moxley keeps the title, because Kenny Omega is going to be the one to finally beat him. Uh, I, if, I kind or, of, or I could be way off. <laughs> I, man, I, here's the tricky spot. 
now's probably the fucking time to pull the trigger with MJF. You think? Like, honest to God, man, this dude's popularity is at a fucking all-time high. He he's he's carrying the show when he's on it. He's consistently the best yeah. part. Consistently. I just He's the best promo for sure. He's just like and in ring he's I, solid, man. Um I just think now would be the time to pull the trigger on this guy. We will see. We will I see. I don't like, think they're going to, do, but do we I mean? want to do a uh, pick 'em for all out? Yeah, we're going to do an all-out pick'em. Uh, by the way, all-out is on at my birthday. Um, I'm going to be on a fishing trip, getting fucking hammered. Uh, I'm probably not going to... Um, I'm probably not going to watch the whole thing. Probably the first couple few matches I won't be live on our Facebook page with. But uh, I'm going to try and go live, have a... Have a Mike ass, uh, all out birthday spectacular. Um, try and bring some people in on live, you know, you and some of the other guys from, um, Nearfall Network. Uh, I got a hold of Joe about it and bring, uh, that beautiful couple on. Um, so, um, you know, tune in to the uh, Facebook page for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, Mike. Push got Barry. You got one? I do have one for you. Um, originally, I was going to go with the shield, right? But Ooh, okay. I feel like that seems... I think that I already know what your answer is going to be, right? Push Roman, cut Seth, Barry Dean. Exactly. So... I didn't want to do that, um, but I did like the idea of being within a faction. So I thought, uh, you know, we've already—I've already put you through the ringer with your boys in the uh, undisputed era, and so I thought we'd put you through another ringer, the NWO. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with push Scott Hall because he's my favorite of the three. Yeah, I should have seen that one coming. That was a rookie mistake. Um, probably... The other one's tough. I mean, the logical thing is to, if you're looking out for the best in everyone, cut Hogan, because he's going to go make a ton of money somewhere else, and bury Kevin Nash. But if you're looking at the younger side of things, you're going to keep Hogan on your roster just to have Hogan on your roster. You're going to cut Kevin Nash, let him go back to WWF and be a big deal, right? Yeah, basically. So... That's my my picks. And fuck Hulk Hogan anyway. Not as much as like, (laughs) not as much as Joe, but you know. Um, uh, Before we get out of here, if you're sliding onto Facebook to check us out, make sure you slide over and check out uh, Recting Crew Productions. That's our man Rusty. That's his little food challenge eatery. He also does uh, 
it just got the new AEW ring and was assembling it. I watched him assemble it a little bit. Sure did look a whole lot like assembling the fucking WWE ring. But hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, check him out if you're going to slide over. And, um, you know, give Rusty a, a view. Give him a shout, man. Watch him eat some fucking Oreos. He's eating like 27 different kinds of fucking Oreos <laughs> this month or something, man. It's just wild. Motherfucker eats. Uh, watch him eat. Yeah. Watch and him stay eat. Close to the, <laughs> if I did stay a close food to the Facebook page, yeah. You never know when uh, Mister uh, Mike S here is going to pop on with some uh, weekend shenanigans. Um, I will. Uh, I will try to get involved in that. We'll see how the uh, if the children let me participate or not. But other than that, Facebook.com/slash Drive by Pod. Bring the kids on. <laughs> it'll be fun it'll be fun for everyone guys I say it every week it's been real it's been fun there's no rain to distract me we catch you next time you guys are beautiful we love you have a great week New episodes of Drive-By drop every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe and make sure you never miss a single one. And keep the conversation going on Facebook at Drive-By Pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This has been a presentation of the Near Fall Network.